Our Denver Broncos training camp position preview kicks off as we take a look as to whether or not Michael Ojemudia will be the key backup behind Patrick Sertan and Ronald Darby. We take a look at some position battles Broncos country needs to keep their eye on and much more at cornerback on today's brand new Monday episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Happy Monday. Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. He's a site expert over there, predominantlyorange.com. And once again, Broncos country, happy Monday. Welcome back into the show. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day, whether you listen on your favorite audio podcasting platform or whether you watch us on YouTube. We appreciate you so much make sure you hit that subscribe that like or that follow button so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news content coverage and more Sarah it is finally here our Denver Broncos training camp position preview as we start taking a look at every position on this football team looking at the players at that position looking at key position battles Broncos country needs to keep their eye on all throughout training camp and the preseason we get to break it all down here and when we're done with this entire series we're going to be here for training camp it's going to be ready I'm excited my man I can't hardly believe it. I mean, it just it feels like we were just at the draft. It feels like we were just talking about free agency and here we are. You know, the offseason gets a lot of flack for being kind of the dead time for a lot of sports. But I think people, you know, the the entertainment from the avalanche, the things going on with the, the NBA draft and all free agency trades, all that stuff. It kind of tides us over a little bit to now it seems like the offseason has blown on by. And here we are, like you said, we're talking about training camp. We're talking about position battles. We're talking about the roster and who's going to make up this Denver Broncos team that we think can be a Super Bowl contender. So who's going to be out there at the cornerback position? What are the battles? I'm excited to break it down today. Well, let's get into some of the key position battles. Broncos country needs to keep their eye on when it pertains to cornerback. Now, first off, there is a lot of excitement around Michael Ojemudia so far based on what he's done this offseason. He's going to have competition with an offseason acquisition, kind of one of the under-the-radar acquisitions in free agency. Bless Austin initially had a tryout with the Broncos and then impressed enough to be signed to the team, to the active roster going into training camp. Well, it's not active. It's 90 players at this point. But Michael Ojemudia versus Bless Austin is one of these position battles Broncos coach needs to keep their eye on because whoever wins this, whoever plays the best in practice, whoever plays the best in preseason, this player will more than likely back up, be the key designated backup to both Patrick Sertan and Ronald Darby this season. Which I think is going to be a massive role because as we saw last season, both of those guys needed some some help. They needed some people behind them to step in and start some games while they missed time due to injury. And of course, you don't necessarily bank on injuries happening, but you got to plan for it. I mean, you got to you got to be ready in case something like that happens. And so I think best case scenario, we're talking about where does Michael Ojemudia fit into a healthy rotation or where could bless Austin fit into a healthy rotation? Worst case scenario, you're looking at those guys maybe starting some games for you. And that's where I think this position battle comes in extremely important in terms of just the the overall list. I mean, the, the Broncos don't have a ton of starting jobs up for grabs. So it's really those key depth 
pieces that, that that's this roster that we're going to be looking at over the course of training camp. And this battle is a fascinating one because I think that these two guys could end up both contributing to this roster, Cody, especially if they can prove some things on special teams, which I'll be fascinated to see. But both of these guys, interestingly enough, have some starting experience in the NFL. So I think that's going to play very much into their favor with the other guys at the position kind of being younger. Well, and they're both younger, as you mentioned, right? OJ's entering his third year. Bless Austin's entering his fourth year in the NFL. And I like what you mentioned about these guys already have starting experience. We saw Michael Ojemudia play a lot. Like, he didn't start the week one game against the Titans, but when A.J. Bouye separated his shoulder, he got in. And he got thrusted in against A.J. Brown, had an interception that got called back due to some BS call on Alexander Johnson that should have never been called there. So when you look at this, O.J. has played 72% of the Broncos' defensive snaps dating back to his rookie season in 2020. We know Last year, he sat out 15 weeks due to the injury he sustained in preseason. He was healthy early on, but the Broncos coaching staff and Vic Fangio, for some reason, did not elevate him when he should have been. He could have been an impact player a little bit early on in the season versus week 17 that we had seen there. When you look at Bless Austin, when he's played 29 games in his career in the NFL, and he started in 17 out of those 29 games. But more recently, he spent time with the Seattle Seahawks last year, where he only started one game but appeared in 11 for them. So he wasn't much, and that was a secondary two in Seattle that was really brutal. I mean, watching it, Sarah, they could not find a way to make play on a football to save their life. They were a very, very rough unit to watch when it comes to covering wide receivers. Not sure Bless Austin fits in that category as to a reason why, but he only started one game in a very decimated secondary. So, you know, you look at the writing on the wall, there's a lot of opportunities here. Now, I think one thing too, Sarah, when we look at it, we, this is one of those key position battles as we talked about. Who can make the less amount of mistakes in practice? Who can make the less amount of mistakes in games? Practice is going to have its evaluation. If you make mistakes in practice, your job for your coaching staff is to correct and to keep teaching. And then the next day you come out and you have a rebound day. We have it happen all the time when we cover practice. Now, when you get in the preseason, that's where everything matters. That's about probably 80% of the evaluation is going to come against you, either for or against you from the coaching staff. So there's this position battle I'm super excited about, but there's also another one too, as it pertains to the inside or to back up Kwan Williams, the brand new free agency acquisition coming over from the San Francisco 49ers. If something were to happen to him, you need somebody valuable behind him. Who are some names that Broncos country needs to keep an eye on for the backup spot to Kwan? Well, I think one of those names is a, a familiar face. He's saying Bassey, the 2020 undrafted free agent who kind of cracked the rotation due to some injuries happening throughout that 2020 season. And, and then he himself suffered the injury, kind of slowly made his way back last year, ended up getting a little stint with the Los Angeles Chargers and then, you know, bounced back to Denver after the season was over. The Broncos claimed him off of waivers when the Chargers let him go. So he's a name to watch if he's fully healthy. Remember, I mean, the luster has worn off a little bit, but I think think a lot of Broncos fans were very excited to get him as an undrafted player a couple of years ago. So definitely, if there's some progression there, I think for sure he's somebody to keep an eye on. You also like the the rookies, right? This is an opportunity where we saw, remember Chris Harris Jr. back in the day. He cut his teeth as a, as a rookie, really impressing in the nickel spot. And I think, you know, Damari Mathis, Fion Hicks, these two rookies, they could do that as well. They didn't play a ton of nickel in college, but they played more of that pro 
pro style defense. And we know we've talked about Fion Hicks coming from that Wisconsin program and, and how these the the front office and the coaching staff in Denver have talked about how they really like what Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin, has done in terms of developing defensive backs and putting them in positions where they're gonna they're not gonna have to drink through a fire hose coming into the NFL. They're gonna be playing a lot of NFL type of concepts there. So and then Damari Mathis, he's a guy who's just an athletic freak. And of course, you you start to think about what about using that athleticism and explosiveness blitzing the quarterback? What about utilizing that as maybe like a quarterback spy out there in certain packages? But I think definitely as a nickel playing man-to-man coverage with that foot speed, that quickness, explosiveness, all of those different traits, and then size to go along with it because we know there's a lot of big slots in today's NFL. It's not just matching up with the shortest and shiftiest receivers. It's a lot of playing against bigger guys nowadays like Devontae Adams will line up plenty in the slot, I'm sure. So definitely some options there for the Broncos and a lot of younger guys to come in and I think be be part of something really special. The secondary overall in Denver has a lot of really big names within it. So for a young guy to come in and crack the rotation at some point, I think would be absolutely huge. These are some matchups we're super excited about watching at training camp in just two and a half weeks time at the UCL training center. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk about the entire cornerback room in general. How many cornerbacks do the Broncos have on the active roster right now? We touch on some individual player storylines as well coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about betonline.net, the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos and betonline.net remains your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including NFL futures, Major League Baseball, and much more, including MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Plus, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this upcoming season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. As we take a look at the Denver Broncos cornerback roster heading into training camp as the roster currently stands at 90 total players. Before we do that, real quick, Broncos country, thank you so much once again for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. If you haven't done that already, please make sure you do because every single day when you have your morning cup of coffee, your breakfast, you're driving to work, you're working out, you're going on a run, or you're just waking up and you need some Broncos news content coverage, we have you covered every single day all year long because for the true fan, there is never an off season. All right, sir, let's continue on. On today's training camp preview episode, this is the fun time of the year where we take a look at every position on this Broncos roster. And you know what? We're excited about the secondary. You know me. I'm a defensive back guy. I love cornerback play. I love safety play. I love breaking it all down. So I'm in particular very excited about this group here. Now, I think that there's some things that we need to kind of talk about as it pertains to this cornerback room. Let's take a look at some of the returning faces who have spent a training camp in Denver already. That is Patrick Sertan. That is Ronald Darby. And that is Michael Ojemudi, which is a changeup because in the offseason, you lose Kyle Fuller, who was an offseason acquisition just a couple years ago in free agency. You lose Bryce Callahan to the AFC West division rival, the Los Angeles Chargers. So you lose two very veteran experienced players in those guys. You do have guys going into their own, like Ronald Derby is the veteran. He is the alpha dog. When we talk about a guy who has the most experience of all the cornerbacks, Patrick Sertan is taking strides leading, going into his second season in the NFL. And Michael Lajamudi is one of these guys that is really just waiting in the wings that I feel like has so much that he's waiting to unleash that we should see it here in training camp in the preseason. I'm excited about it. But, Sarah, when we look at this cornerback room, there's a ton of new faces. Who are they? 
tons of tons of new faces. Obviously, Isang Bassi, we mentioned him in the previous segment. He's back with the Broncos, so kind of a familiar face, but also technically a new face. Kwan Williams going to be that projected starting nickel for the Denver Broncos this year, coming over from the San Francisco 49ers. Broncos picked him really, Cody, over over Bryce Callahan, bringing him back. I feel like there was an opportunity there to bring him back. They chose Kwan Williams, who the defensive staff very familiar with, coaching against the San Francisco 49ers, obviously a couple times a year. So they know what he brings to the table and their defensive backs guys coming in. So I like that. I like that pickup. Then we got Bless Austin. We talked about him competing with Michael Ojemudia. Got a little bit of starting experience, still a little bit of youth. He kind of is one of those guys to me, Cody. I think about Bless Austin. Remember, remember how Peyton Manning noticed Brandon Marshall when he was on the practice squad and he's like, hey, you got to get this guy up to the active roster. Can't help but wonder. We know that George Peyton, he's collaborative. He consulted with Nick Benito before selecting Delarian Turner Yell in the draft. Can't help but wonder, did he consult with Russell Wilson before picking up a guy like Bless Austin? That's kind of an interesting thread there. Maybe nothing, maybe something. Damari Mathis, Fion Hicks. Then you've got Donnie Lewis, another guy from that tryout with Bless Austin that came in, former undrafted free agent out of Tulane. I mean, you don't hear a lot of guys coming into the league from Tulane these days, but obviously somebody to keep an eye on. And then I think the sleeper at this at this group, Cody, for me, this is one of those guys, an undrafted free agent coming in from East Carolina an All-American who was picking off passes left and right last season, somebody who was very, very productive on the ball, left a year early, which was kind of surprising based on where he was projected to go in the draft. But Jaquan McMillan is a name that I think Denver Broncos fans keep an eye on over the course of this process. We talk about could young players step in at that nickel spot? Could somebody come out and, and really be a training camp standout? This is a guy that picked off, I think, at five or six, maybe seven passes last season at, at East Carolina en route to an All-American selection. So certainly a name to keep an eye on, but lots of new faces in that secondary for sure. Well, you know, one thing I'm really looking forward to seeing as well, being at training camp, is looking at how do these young guys fit in on special teams, right? Because we all know, and you talked about it here just in segment one, we talked about the fact that the starters are pretty much kind of set in stone here on paper for the Broncos, at least when we talk about Sertan, Darby, and k Everything else is key depth backup spots. This is a good problem for the Broncos to have. So really how a lot of these guys can kind of earn their spot, earn a roster spot, or maybe impress George Payton or the coaches is by going out and also excelling in special teams. I mean, we've seen many players do that as well. One guy that comes to mind, a former Bronco, very well-liked Bronco that we you know have a lot of respect for, Kayvon Webster made his like cut his teeth essentially on the special team side of the ball and was one of the key players that helped impact in the Broncos winning Super Bowl 50 part of the defense and rotational wise and also on special teams so I look at guys like Fion Hicks with his speed and athleticism I mean could he be a guy that covers the gunner coming downfield can he be a gunner can he be a guy that gets downfield and blows up a returner who's trying to change field position for their team I mean these are the little storylines too that I'm super excited about about training camp about preseason because you really start to see some of these guys work. Now, I think when we see the first practices start to happen for this Broncos team, I've got my eyes on this unit, and I want to see who stands out, who struggles, who's really trying to figure out what their role is, and then who excels the next day. When the first preseason game comes around against the Dallas Cowboys, how do they take the embrace of maybe getting on special teams, playing a lot? Because, look, a lot of these starters that Denver has – 
on the secondary. They're not going to play much this preseason. So these young guys are who we're going to be watching because they will make up potentially some of the back part of the 53-man roster. They will take up maybe a few spots here when we talk about the practice squad as it expands to 16 players this upcoming season. I'm excited to see if Jaquan McMillan can maybe come in and maybe edge somebody out there, which is going to be very hard when you factor in some of the names and maybe some of the signing bonuses that some of these other players have in front of them. But you know what? All you need is an opportunity. And this is where we see really fun stories happen. And I think the one thing I'm intrigued about, the Broncos trend of having an undrafted rookie free agent make the active roster. Does it continue here in 2022? That is a huge, huge question. We're looking forward to having answered at training camp as we watch the cornerbacks, but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment, Sarah and myself, we're going to talk about the Broncos cornerback room and we're going to project how many players they keep on the active roster, who makes up the starters, who makes up the backups and much more. You get that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about rockauto.com. If you need anything for your vehicle, rockauto.com has everything that you could be looking for for your car or your truck and you can go to their website rockauto.com here today and you can click on anything you can find and filter based on year make model of your truck or your car you can choose the brand the specifications and even the prices that you prefer that fit your budget best at rockauto.com plus prices are always reliably low whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourself or you no longer have to spend 30 percent 50 percent or even 100 percent more at a local chain auto parts store or a local car dealership when you can get them cheaper at rockauto.com and delivered directly to your doorstep. So head to rockauto.com here today. See all the parts available for your car, truck, tell them that lockdown Broncos sent you and their, how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. As we talk about and project the Broncos cornerback room, how many players they're going to carry on the active roster here in 2022. Before we do that, just want to say thank you so much once again, Broncos country, for tuning in to today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. means the world to both Sarah Benninger and myself that you take time out of your day to listen to us talk and break down all things Denver Broncos related. Sarah, this is my favorite exercise after we do some of these training camp position previews is projecting maybe how the active roster will look, you know, based on position, how many players will the Broncos carry on 53 at one position? Because you only get 53 roster spots. So this is where George Payton, this is where the coaching staff, the personnel department, they have to be very creative in terms of bouncing. What do they need versus what do they want? Like, do they need six or seven cornerbacks? Do they need eight wide receivers? You have to balance your priorities here. And this is something I'm looking forward to seeing. So let's give it a go here as to how we think it's going to play out for the Broncos when it's all said and done going into the regular season it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to watch and you know something to keep in mind as well just as as OTAs kind of broke off Mike Kliss nine news insider he had written a column talking about hey maybe the Broncos were considering additional veteran names at this position group because like we've talked about there's a there's not many familiar faces here and in the guys that are coming in they're very young so we'll see as training camp progresses maybe a veteran cornerback is considered there's quite a few still out there on the market we could explore that at another time but for right Right now, I think we started off with the top dog, PS2, right? I mean, he's the number one guy on the depth chart, if that's even a thing. He's cornerback one. He's he's the top yeah. defensive player on the team, arguably, right up there with Justin Simmons. We talked about that in our episode going through the top five Broncos on the roster right now. We think Pat Sertan could end up being maybe the best non-quarterback on this team eventually, maybe at the end of this season. We'll see. So he's the top guy. 
followed by Ronald Darby. And then you got veteran K1 Williams rounding out that top three. I think definitely, Cody, the top three, probably the top four with Michael Ojemudia, probably pretty set in stone at this point. Do you think they're going to, you know, I want to know how many players you think they're going to carry. I personally believe the Broncos will carry six total cornerbacks on the active roster. I think they're going to reserve one or two spots on the practice squad for, you know, player, whether it be one of these guys that don't make it out of the 10 that are currently on the roster right now going into training camp. I've got them carrying six. And I agree with you in terms of the top four, Sertan, Darby, Williams, Ojemudia. I also have Mathis and Hicks as the other guys here that, that are going to round out the top six here going into the 2022 regular season. Do you agree? Do you think they're going to carry six or do you have a different number? And do you expect somebody else to make the roster as well? I think six is the perfect number just because you're probably looking at keeping as much as they've talked about going with nickel and dime defenses. I think you have to keep at least 11 defensive backs, right? I mean, we'll talk about that in our safeties episode as well. How many we may think they're going to keep there, but I think 11 defensive backs sounds about right for what we're, what we're going to see personnel wise this season, at least what we were projecting that we're going to see. It's not like, it's not like we know exactly what defensive coordinator is zero Evero is planning in terms of <laughs> personnel but I think 11 defensive backs is reasonable six corners five safeties you got to have guys that contribute on special teams and I think the only one that I would change on that list is maybe since we've been talking about bless Austin versus Michael Ojemudia that kind of maybe I'm maybe thinking bless Austin has a decent shot at being one of the six guys on the roster and, and maybe he goes out has a really strong training camp strong preseason proves you know that he's right up there as we know OJ Moody has had an outstanding offseason maybe bless Austin starts to get some of those headlines throughout training camp so I think that'll be interesting to see I, I think just a little more experience there from Austin having those 17 starts like you mentioned 29 NFL games that he's appeared in I think that could end up being very valuable and you could sneak a guy like Fion Hicks maybe onto the practice squad. Like you said, keeping a couple guys there. I think that, and I would have no problem if Fion Hicks is that guy. And we talked about yeah. him earlier on this offseason as yeah. like, well, he, you know, he's going to have a lot of uh, abilities out there that a lot of college defensive backs just don't based on the defense he played in at Wisconsin. So I've, I feel like there's, there's a pretty open mindedness when it comes to this cornerback room, right? There's not like, Oh, well, these six guys have to make it, but anybody else outside of that's going to have to play out of their mind in order to get onto this team. I feel like there's a pretty open road to the roster. If you're one of those back end guys, if you're say, cornerback five or cornerback six we know Damari Mathis as a fourth round pick's not probably getting cut but no. if you're a cornerback six that's that's up for grabs so I would yeah. say definitely these guys have an opportunity out there like you said with Jaquan McMillan all you need is that one shot that one opportunity and I think our biggest hope too is that nobody gets hurt in in practice because that's always something we see around the NFL every single year. Once training camp happens, once things ramp up a little bit, we see someone tweak something, we see somebody get injured, carted off, and it's always kind of like, dang, this is ridiculous. Like you know, you want to avoid stuff like this. Luckily, it hasn't happened to the Broncos in quite some time. When we talk about training camp, I think that they've been very safe, and I think the coaches, especially with mandatory mini camp and everything else, like they've been very cognizant of the contact rules that the new CBA definitely allows and permits for them to do. And they want to avoid guys taking each other's heads off. I mean, you don't want to do that because, you know, granted, while you're trying to fight for a roster spot, especially if you're one of these back end guys, you can't take out your teammates. And, and I think one thing that 
that'll be valuable before the Broncos first preseason game. I think having that one day, you get one day to practice against the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be nice to kind of see and evaluate something in the tight. And then you have that preseason game, which is going to open things up in Denver. I'm very excited about that. I know you are as well, Sarah. The Broncos cornerback room is very intriguing. In Broncos country, Sarah and I would like to know who you think will come out ahead. What is your final cornerback room for this Broncos team? How many players are they going to carry at cornerback? Who's going to win between Michael Ojemudi and Bless Austin? Who's going to back up K1 Williams? Let us know in the YouTube comment section down below. But Broncos country, tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Broncos, our training camp position preview continues as we take a look at the safety position. Defensive backs are a fun way to start off the training camp preview. How might the Broncos take advantage of that? How many DBs might they carry total? Could they carry 11 or 12, as Sarah maybe alluded to? We talk about the safety room and much more, including who competes for the safety three spot behind Justin Sims and Kareem Jackson. You get that and much more on tomorrow's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.